Welcome to the Whistle Strong Dojo podcast, where we talk about all things Whistle Strong Dojo. Today, we'll be reviewing season three, episode twenty-three of Whistle Strong Dojo, Mystic Mayhem. My name is Elliot, and as always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you going? I'm doing just delightful, Elliot. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you guys for uh, for listening. Yeah, looking forward to getting into this episode where we see a main event, which is the first ever uh, women's match in Strong Dojo. So it's an exciting episode to talk about, and we're going to get straight into it. Uh, we go into the very first match, where the, uh, which sees Alex Irvine taking on Calypso in a match that went 4 minutes 29 seconds, which saw Alex Irvine pick up the 1-2-3 when he was able to um, trap Calypso as it looks like Calypso was trying to go for a pin of his own. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed the match and you can see Alex Irvine, one of our favourites, uh, always just his awkward style just brings a, a, just a different feel to his matches. Um, I think it's more of a, I, I, I think he's playing us for fools, to be honest. I think it's like drunken boxing, his awkward style. He knows what he's doing. And uh, Calypso, I, I thought he had the match. I really did when he had the uh, the claw on. I thought that was it. It's over. But uh, hey, you blink and you miss. And, you know, Alex Irvine gets the one, two, three. Yeah, this was a really fun match, actually. I quite enjoyed it. It was almost like uh, Alex Irvine was wrestling himself uh, at times in this match with the awkwardness from not only Alex, but also Calypso. Yeah, Cal- Calypso's... Um... Wouldn't be surprised me if he becomes a bit of a fan favorite himself, but Alex has been, well, he's been one of the fa- favorites from WrestleStrong Dojo from episode one. Uh, no surprises here, the crowd really enjoying his match. Yeah, I was going to make mention of the crowd. You can really um, see, oh, sorry, you can really hear that the crowd was really enjoying this match just by the reaction. Um, and it's something we've talked about a lot in the past, which is the Gales Club. Um, and their crowds and how they can really get into a match. And I felt like they were really getting into this match. Um, yeah, you'll hear no arguments from me. I, I love a good Gales Club crowd. And so after this, we go into a uh, promo from one of my favorite wrestlers uh, from Whistle Strong Dojo, Fabian. Um, we've seen Fabian in the past compare himself to Kanye West this week. Uh, he was comparing himself to, um, well, not so much to the, to the person, but to the philosophy that he was talking about. He was comparing himself to Bruce Lee's philosophy when it comes to water. Yeah, well done. Like this is, this would be exactly what Bruce Lee wanted with his life. Listen to his philosophy and move it forward within yourself. Be like water. I'm not sure if Fabian's uh, or Fabian, however you pronounce it, is uh, is like water. I think he's still a bit wet behind the ears. But hey, I'm always happy to see Fabian on the screen. I'm always happy to see Fabian on screen as well. Um, actually, you know, I've got a little bit of a joke for you, Sean. Um, oh, Lito, hit me, hit me. Lito, if you're listening, take some notes. Uh, what's what's Bruce Lee's favourite drink? Well, I'm not sure. What are Ah, oh, very nice. Very nice. What? Yeah, I think you did it better than me. Um, and then after that, <laughs> after that, we see a um, another trainer like Shaz, a little montage where uh, 
Shaz Namaste is doing his thing. And once again, Mystic Jess trying to emulate it. Yeah, um, I think as tag team partners, I think they're going to have to get together because I don't think the instructional videos are helping Mystic Jess as much as Shaz had hoped. I think maybe she needs a bit of one-on-one tutoring. But uh, he's very, very impressive with with his uh, athleticism there, Shaz Namaste. Very impressive. Yeah, and then we go into a short little promo before his match from Shaz. Um, He's in a car this time. Yeah, his own car apparently, which is good because I'd hate for him to have to break into someone else's car to uh, give us a bit of a shout out. But now, Shaz, he seems to be, he's on the up and up. He is, and he's definitely on the up and up uh, in the next match. Um, which saw Shaz Namaste taking on Bonesaw Brown in a match that went eight minutes, three seconds, which saw Shaz Namaste pick up the one, two, three when he was able to hit that beautiful standing moonsault. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't envy Brown's Bonesaw Brown having to uh, take that manoeuvre. Uh, Bonesaw Brown, we've seen him a fair few times now. Season three, definitely he's seen uh, his fair share of action. Uh, he's an intense character. He looks good in the ring, but Shaz, uh, he's just had that touch more experience, a bit more ring savvy, and uh, he was able to use all that athleticism we were speaking about before to his advantage, and he got the win. So it was just a very good victory for Shaz because Bonesaw Brown has been looking good. And so that's an important victory. And as the commentator said, this could put him in a... Um, could put him in a number one contender position to face off against the one and only Banjo Powers for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, this is a really good match. And as you said, unfortunately, Bonesaw Brown not coming out on top. Um, you know, we've talked about wrestlers to look out for in Wrestle Strong Dojo in 2022. Um, I think someone who may sneak in under the radar would be Bonesaw Brown. We've already seen him in action a few times. And you could just tell every time that we see him that this guy's getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, that's you're speaking the truth there, Elliot. Uh, Bonesaw Brown, he's one to watch in 2022. Yeah, and another thing to touch on Shaz Namaste, I'm always amazed at how this guy's able to do the things that he does in the ring because you know if, if you've met Shaz Namaste in real life you wouldn't actually think that just by looking at him that he's able to do a lot of these things that he is able to do in the ring yep he's living proof that you put in the put in the work you know and good things come he's he's fantastic yeah and then next up we um we get a, like a little bit of a montage of sort of what's going on at the moment with this whole Jake Gibson yeah. A bit of a recap of really the uh, the Gibson and the Adam Fakar issues so far. Yeah, and it seems as though things aren't exactly as uh, Jake Gibson has have made them out to be. Ooh, yes. Uh, it seems like uh, Adam Fakar has been doing a bit of sleuthing himself, and uh, maybe um, <laughs> maybe just. Jake has a bit of a problem when it comes to the court now because he's been caught with his pants down, unfortunately. Well, not literally, but figuratively in this speaking. Yeah, um, you know what? Just going to wait and see how this one plays out because I've got no doubt we're 
we've still a little bit to see in this story. Yeah, we can't count your chickens. I mean, you never know when it goes to court. I mean, OJ is free, so who knows? And then the next match is a in the dojo match, uh, which saw Mystic Jess taking on Lasora. A uh, match that went seven minutes, which saw Mystic Jess pick up the one, two, three. As she was able to hit the running senton uh, to pick up the victory. Uh, you know, COVID hasn't been very, very kind to, uh, you know, uh, wrestling promotions out there, you know, in terms of getting out to, um, you know, the venues to perform in front of fans. So Wrestle Strong Doja has had to, I guess, um, you know, accommodate for that. And uh, that's where from time to time you will see these in the dojo matches. Yeah, and plus it helps the wrestlers, uh, you know, hone their craft. If they can't perform in the ring in front of a crowd, they still need to be able, but your muscles, the wrestling intellect, it's not something they can just, you know, pull out of a box and get straight in the ring. You've got to fine tune all these moves, maneuvers. They've got to have their joints moving there their blood flowing, their lungs bursting. And they can't do that just in the gym. They've got to be able to do it in the ring. So I wouldn't be surprised we do see more dojo matches, just not just for the wrestlers, uh, for us to see the matches, but for the wrestlers to be able to get that aggression out too. Yeah, similar like in footy, you're talking about, um, you know, when you go out trainings, uh, Tuesday and Thursdays, then you go and, you know, play the game. Trainings are never the same as a game. But um, same thing with um, professional wrestling, you know, like these, uh, although they may not be performing in front of audiences, they still need to hit the ring every now and then just to hone their skills and I guess continue their journey on getting better. Oh, yeah. Uh, another sports analogy would be like uh, uh, with, with cricket, you know, it's all well and good to spend three hours in the nets, but if you can't get any runs out in the middle, it doesn't matter. After that, we see... You know, things aren't going too good for poor old Jake Gibson. Well, I don't think poor old is really uh, the correct kind of descriptor you'd use for Jake Gibson here. Um, you know, I guess he's having to eat his humble pie, but he's going to have to do it one-handed because he's still suffering from that broken arm at the hands of Adam Fakar. Almost self-inflicted, you could add. But uh, looks like his day-to-day life isn't really getting any better in that sling. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I did enjoy this. Um, I guess you can say a bit of bad karma uh, for Jake Gibson, although towards the end there, he's um, he's talking to Dean Draven and they mention, I don't know, they, it seems as though they're mention, mentioning sort of meeting somewhere or I don't know, what did you take away from that? Uh, I'd be watching out for whatever sneaky stuff he does and, and we know Dean Draven, unfortunately, he's... Uh, He's not above doing something behind somebody's back. So you got to watch out. There's a plan afoot. And then after this, we get a promo from Leto. Yeah, and this is one of those ones where uh, much less jokey, much more serious. Uh, we have seen a bit of a lighter side of Leto, but uh, this is the kind of side that we, um, I wouldn't say like to see, but... Uh, we're wary of seeing, if you know what I mean. Uh, she's, she had a, a fire in her eye, a tone in her voice that let, let you know that she meant business. And uh, the fact that she's talking about wanting to be 
the number one in between her and Jess. I think there's some bad blood there between uh, Mystic Jess and Lido. Um, I could feel it coming through the screen there. So it, it was a very good lead-in to the match just afterwards. Uh, yeah, 100% agree with you. Um, you're right. We are used to seeing more of that lighter side from Lito. Uh, whereas this time, as you said, she was all business and it definitely got me excited for the next match that we're going to see, which is, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, the first ever uh, women's match in Wrestle Strong Dojo, which saw Mystic Jess taking on Leto. Uh, this particular match going seven minutes, 47 seconds, which saw Mystic Jess pick up a victory in what might be controversial circumstances, Sean. Yes, uh... We did see Banjo was out with Lido, you know, so there was always somebody who had, just really had to have the eyes in the back of her head there. But um, you know, look, no matter how she got it, you know, Jess is on a roll. She's been winning and winning and winning and winning. So that, the, all the record books will show, and she's got the W, and uh, she's been very impressive in the last year. Look, this was a very, very impressive match, uh, especially for the first ever a women's match in Wrestle Strong Dojo. You can imagine the pressure that would have been on these uh, two women to go out there and uh, being the first match, you know, wanting to actually yep. um, stamp the mark of the women's division. I think they did a fantastic job of that. This match was back and forward. Uh, the skill from uh, both these women was on show. And you know what? I might give Lito a bit of a hard time here on the podcast, but I've got to say I was very impressed um, with her performance in this match. Yeah, they really set the standard for uh, for other women further down the track that knowing if you guys want to compete, this is the level you're going to have to do it at. Yeah, and as I mentioned, um, when I say controversial circumstances, I mean, we're obviously talking about from the perspective of one Lito. Um, and look, by the way, I'm always the first one to pull up the Crossface Club when it comes to their antics and what have you. Uh, I get the feeling Leto might actually have um, a real reason to be upset because if you uh, look back at the match and actually look at the footage that she was able to share on her social media, it seems as though both her shoulders were not on the ring, Sean. Uh, well, you know what? What goes around comes around. And uh, as um, one of my old favourite uh, characters from a TV show, My Name is Earl, you know, believe in karma. Karma, karma believes in you. Yeah, look, although I said she was um, a bit hard done by, but you're right. If you actually look back at the history of the Crossface Club, you'll see that, uh, you know, maybe this is just, unfortunately, as you said, a bit of karma. As you sow, shall you reap. Nicely said, Sean. And that's it. That's the episode, uh, Mystic Mayhem, uh, Season 3, Episode 23. Uh, Sean, just very briefly, what did you think of the episode? I enjoyed it. Uh, there was a couple of good matches in there. Um, we did get to see uh, a bit of Fabian. We didn't get to see him in the ring, but uh, we got to see his philosophy on his kind of things. Uh, got to delve a bit more into the uh, Adam Fakar and Jake Gibson. Um, it's almost a soap opera. And it's nothing to do with Adam Picard in the, in that opera kind of way. Uh, he's straight down the middle, you know. So we've got to see a bit more from Jake and uh, 
Yeah, this was a very, um, very heavy Jess episode by the looks of things going from my run sheet. I mean, we got to see a train, we got to see two matches from her, and um, it was good to see Lido bring it in the ring after seeing her bring those, uh, well, would, they, would you call them dad jokes or would you call them she-wolf jokes? Yeah, probably, I'll be kind this time, she-wolf jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we'd prefer her sticking to the um, the stomps and the elbow drops. As long as they're not on us, of course. Oh, God, no. God, no. No, thank you. And there you have it. Episode 23, Mystic Mayhem. Uh, very exciting episode for us to talk about. Once again, I look forward to talking to you again, Sean, next week. Yep, and I look forward to it too. Um, by the looks of it, the... Uh, from the uh, promotional poster for next week's episode, I, I, I'm really excited for that main event. It's definitely going to be an exciting main event. Can't wait to talk to you about it next week, Sean. I can't wait to see it on Mr. Strong Dojo on YouTube. Yep, me too. Thank you so much, and uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>